Beats, Brews, and Points of View is a product of Dream Over Reality Media and brought to you by Arctic Circle Brewing Company. Mainstream television. I want the girl, uh, the big house, uh, I'm driving the car. That's little boy stuff. Let me make sure my kids ain't today. Are they clean today? Did they learn something today? Uh, are they protected? Fear is just a construct of us when confronted with the tough times. Luck is just another side of hope. Uh-huh. You get what was on the other side, fronting on another stride. Like, can I have a brother tying rope? Is it dope or the gram or the ham or the pills in my hand? A can cream pebble stolen dreams. Worthy is the man who do all that he can for his fam. Still give a stranger's child a bear wings. Oh, but I'm cold like Ipsy. Snow storms seem to miss me. Torn between the books and the crooks. I don't feel pressure when I lecture. Confront or conjecture and I'm only gonna check it if she looks. Southside's very own, took and bone, rook my zone, and I can light up 64 like the pusher's on, plus buff me on the low like the butcher's home, promise to keep my brothers pushing on. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter, sitting with my partner in podcasting to my right, Eman Bates. The PIP, that is me, and we are in Ypsilanti for episode 128. Yes, sir. Shout out to Grove Studios for having us out. Uh, Shout out to the Washtenaw Chapter County of My Brother's Keeper. Uh, we're here with uh, Rod Wallace. We're here with TJ. Is it Greek? Greg. Gotcha. <laughs> Jamal Buffer and our new friend here. Shout out to Isaac Giovanni. What's your What's the stage name again? Giovanni. Bonnie. Giovanni. Giovanni. Yeah. you. Welcome to all you guys for being. I'm so excited you guys are all here, man. We have so much talent in this room right now. It's awesome. Um, there, uh, we've had a few of these guys on before. Rod's been here before. TJ's been here before. We had approachable minorities back in the day, yeah. uh, back in the old Plymouth studio. But um, it's nice to be here. And actually, we've been here before we've, for the we've, live we've podcast. We've interviewed people at this <laughs> studio before, yeah. We, we, uh, we interviewed the disgraced mayor of Ypsilanti. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. I forget her name. Beth, Do you remember her name? Beth. No. Some, something that Beth she put, said some stupid stuff, and I had to get online and like cut into her. Like it was funny. Like I was cutting into the police, the police I forgot. chief, and she was like, "Yeah, thank you. You know, we need people like you." And I was like, "Yes, but let me cut into you now." And then she wanted to give me her personal number, and I was like, "I don't want to talk to you." I literally forgot that was. A, yeah, we definitely interviewed her here. I forgot. That, about that's that. lost footage too because uh, they lost the the actual recording of that episode. So I think, the, just, I think we got the, the ethos. Oh, no, somewhere. we got the videos. We had the videos. We had the videos, right. we had videos of that. We definitely <laughs> do. <laughs> but anyways, we got a packed show for you tonight. Coming up on the show, we got beers to cheers to uh, some of the people we lost in music that we want to talk about while we also celebrate some more life. Uh, and then after that, we'll get to this full discussion with the Grove Studios fellas that we got with us today and the uh, Washtenaw chapter of Brothers Keepers. Um, and then aside from that, we have a couple of news stories to get to before we end it with something old, something new. Um, but as we do on the show, we're going to start it off by um, toasting up some beers to the ones that we lost um, while celebrating some more birthdays. Um, and unfortunately, we got some sad ones, dude. This one kind of hit me um, in the heart because he was just kind of starting to get his stride and a lot of notoriety in the world of comedy. And that will be uh, comedian Jack Knight, yeah. um, who oh, yeah. passed away last week. Yeah. Um, if you're unfamiliar with him, 
He's been doing his thing in the stand-up world. He was a writer for Blackish. He the, was, uh, was the voice of uh, yeah Big the Mouth. voice of Devon from Big Mouth. Yep. Yeah, and then um, yeah. and then just most recently there was a show you know that's been pretty popular on Netflix called Bust Down that he was um, a star on as well. And uh, you know he unfortunately took his life last week, which is really sad, man. So that's how I didn't know how. He, wow. Yeah, it ended up being. They, I just uh, saw the cause of death on my uh, timeline earlier today. So yeah. So check up on your friends, man. Make sure all your peoples are out there uh, doing okay, because. Tough times, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then also one who got to live quite a longer life um, and a very celebrated life in music, which would be William Hart, who was the singer of the Delphonics mm-hmm. from back in the day. He just passed away as well. Um, so we want to send uh, love to all his family and friends. And then, man, the fucking gangster world has been really fucking taking a hit, the Italian mob world. Uh, we lost Tony Circo from The Sopranos. And that comes, you know. Polly. Yeah, man, Polly, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's oh, sad. And that's, God. you know, right after we Ray, lose Ray, Ray Liotta, James Con yeah. from The Godfather, like, bro. Shout out to all of them. The Sopranos, man, that, that show is like top tier as far as I'm concerned. But, um, anyways, as we do on this podcast as well, with death comes more life. So we got to celebrate the birthdays. Um, one of them actually is an RIP as well. Shout out to Chris Cornell, who uh, obviously from Soundgarden, who, you know, uh, died a few years back, actually in Detroit. But um, it would be his birthday last last week, as well as Slash from Guns N' Roses. Uh, the music of Alison Krauss, who, you know, if you're not familiar with that name, you might know um, the stuff that she's been doing with, like, um, Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin. Uh, she does a lot of music with him. Then Don Henley from the Eagles, uh, one of you know funk's biggest influences, and actually hip hop, hip hop's biggest influence, George Clinton. Oh my God, yes, <laughs> the man himself. Uh, and then also rest in peace to Guru from Gangstar. It was also his birthday yes. last week as well. But anyways, um, yeah, let's crack these beers, guys. So. E-Man, what did you bring for us this week, bruh? Oh, you're setting up cameras over here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so out of Ordock Brewing Company that I've never even heard right, we of. we got it. We up. All right, yeah. so, <laughs> so out of Ordock Brewing out in Marquette, Michigan, we have the Bazaka. I just want to say it like that because we got Clerks 3 coming out soon, so it makes me think of that, and that's kind of why I wanted to pick it up. You see they added the, uh, the tour to Detroit? Yeah, I was just man. telling them about that yeah. on the way here. Yup, me and my girl are gonna probably go down there and check it out. I would go to that too. I'm like very, I'm like nervous about the movie, but I'm excited at the same time. Did you watch the trailer? Yeah, yeah, and I was like, man, it's been like 10 years since the last Clerks movie. It's like 10, 15 years actually, and it's just like, I'm excited, but I'm like, is it gonna, is it gonna hit that same level? Because Clerks one, classic, you know. I feel like they're gonna be making fun of like a lot of like tropey things about like sequels. It seemed like in the trailer they're like, you know. Like, so Jay and Silent Bomb have been relevant in this many years, but you guys keep putting them in your fucking movies. Like, <laughs> so I don't like do that. Like, yeah, so I don't sequels. I'm not an amateur. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. We're going gotta, back to the beer. We, I got to oh. say, though, I'm not an IPA person, but I'm going to try it out of respect. <laughs> right. uh, Dude, I hated them when I first started drinking them. You, now uh, it's all I like when it comes to beer. So, <laughs> since you offered. All right. So the Berserker from Ordock Brewing out in Marquette, we have a hopped up Fury of orange haze and lactose run amok on clouds of. Kiv- that looks 
Russian. Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> so Amarillo hops, Simcoe hops, Mosaic hops coming in at 7.5 ABV, 50 IBUs. Uh, all right. So the lactose is gonna make it kind of like a velvety, smooth consistency for the most part. Like if you ever t- if you taste it, I haven't tasted it yet. So shout out to velvety consistency. Yeah, <laughs> that that helped. That that helped kind of because I I don't like the tartness of IPAs usually, but I guess the lactose kind of kind of smooth. Yeah, usually with like lactose like, like base IPAs, you know, it kind of cuts down on like that bitterness, like that yeah. piney kind of taste yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, yeah, usually no, this is definitely an IPA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it yep. still is, yeah, for, for sure. sure. Well, we're getting a little. Bonnie, I'm sorry, by the way. Um, <laughs> I just don't I, hey, Buff, if, you, if you're not gonna we, finish that, you know, we got somebody a little underage so, yeah. here for that. We, we want to be responsible. We use our pat- platform responsibly here. So, yes. well, as we take a little <laughs> sip of this beer and try it out, we're gonna play a little song for you guys while we're chilling. Um, this is a song that I've been vibing off over the last few days. It would be the brand new single out of Maxo Cream, Ooh, featuring Anderson Pac. Yeah, yeah. the song's called The Vision. Man, they sound great together on it. So, here's a little bit of that while we try these beers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Candy drop on big rims, that go perfect with this. Double G's on lenses, help me see the vision. Silver Ray and women, that go perfect with this. Me and legend living, bitch don't you forget this. What I said I meant it, I don't like repeating. The life in the times. God knows it was written. What I said, I meant it. What I said, I did it. Who the mouth the trenches? Now they got it's the mission. It's the Maxo Biggie Poppy, Cartier Versace, Gucci on my body, diamonds flash like paparazzi, naked wrist balling in the mix like kamikaze. Jabot, starchy archer, I got polo on my body. Might pull out Harachis, laser fire Jordans, ten toes like some sandals. These ain't vandals, these some forces. Eighty foes rolling. 7-Eleven rolling We don't play poker But in Texas we still holding Man Chunking deuces out the roof And drop a deuce in Mountain Dew I'm flossing like a snag or two Cause boss I'm bragging what I do Trap house scheming Triple beaming Head to Neiman's copping shoes Promethazine and coding dreaming Leaning like fat nigga shoes Foes and blazes This is an interesting beer, dude Nah, man, that's wild Super yeah, hoppy it's, it's very it's, it's really like It punches you like With the pininess On the back end of it But initially it's like kind of like I don't want to say this, but it's kind of creamy up front. Like, <laughs> so, so just since you guys are here and we've been doing we, these episodes by ourselves for a while, so we figured out there's no beer, non-sexual man. way it's to describe so, drinking beer. It really isn't. <laughs> nah, man, it's wild I'm, listening to Anderson Pack now because it's like. When I first heard him, I heard him off of uh, Dre's album when he dropped Compton. That Compton, yeah. And it was just like, oh, man, this dude is dope. And he had like 10,000 followers on Facebook. And I was like, man, this dude is amazing. Like, this <laughs> yep. is crazy. And then literally just overnight after Malibu dropped. Just Blue have you seen him live yet? Up. Yeah, oh, yeah. I saw, oh, dude, I saw he's him amazing. Like, he's what, just so good. We I was supposed to go to a yep, electric we sure were. <laughs> Drop my ticket when I saw that him and Eminem were playing back to back. And I was like, oh, oh no. Man. Well, uh, I'm going to go to Bonnaroo instead and go see Anderson Pack. <laughs> yep. Watch this man rap and play drums. It's amazing. Time, <laughs> get up, rap, it's like such a high drum. level of performance, we, uh, too. Like, 
I saw him at Oak, was at Oakland University. It was him, Thundercat, and Jesse Reyes oh, on tour. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's right. It was so good. Jesse Reyes is slept Woo. on. For, for real. real. Yeah. No, that, oh, it's kind of crazy to me. Anderson Pack, I feel like, makes the best type of shit that I want to hear. Like, it's, it's got, like, little bits of everything. You know, it's got, like, you know, like, Call back to like 60s, 70s music with Dog, like Silk the Sonic. smooth, like, oh my Silk god, Sonic Silk Sonic. When, oh, oh my god, when that I wrote this on Twitter year. yesterday because he's about to put out this new single with, I can't remember the girl's name, but it's one of the big pop stars, right? Mm -hmm. It's gonna be featured Anderson Pack. I was like, I wanna know how much Anderson's charging for a feature right now because mm -hmm. he is guaranteed to make your song better, like, no oh, matter yeah, what. Silk Sonic brought back the taco meat music. Straight you know? up. Like, <laughs> again, it's like, you know, when, you remember when you was a kid and you used to walk in? to your parents listen to some music it's like this is grown folk music yeah. he make grown folk there music. you go straight up man it really like it has that like motown love that we love around here anyways because it's what we all grew up to and shit so yeah i i wish they weren't doing the vegas residency though like i want them to tour that silk sonic shit i need to see that oh, here that's probably track. coming you know i gotta work you know atlantic and everything <laughs> for sure although they're probably making so much money doing that vegas residency it's probably stupid but uh, right. anyways, yeah, Let's this beer's it. good. I like the Berserker. Shout out to Or Doc. Doc. Where's it out Anderson? of again? What about uh, Maxo? We're not gonna talk about Maxo. No, oh, man. Yo, so, yo, 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 Maxo, bro. Ma Way to the World was probably one of my top ten albums of last year. I just it was definitely it in my there. top yeah. ten last year for sure. Maxo, he needs to get a little. I, I think he's going to get bigger. Mm -hmm. I think he's super talented. Mm -hmm. I really love that album. I, that one and the Brandon Banks one. I think before yeah, that, Banks. that was a, that was a crazy album too. Yeah. I like uh, um. I, you know what I really like about Maxo is what? like he's definitely me. from the street cloth of shit, but he's like a poetic gangster. You know, yeah. he's he so glorify it he's necessarily. Like, he's yeah. so yeah. great he has at like, like that describing story. Uh, I it's just like love that it. same thing like Vince Staples almost. Like yep. he's just yeah. really good. Yeah. Or Schoolboy yeah. Q was another one like yeah. that. That just doesn't glorify it, but at yeah. the same time, like you know, this is what's going on. This is yeah. what happens. West Side West Side Boogie is another one like that. That was my album last week. More Black Superheroes, man. I love that West Side Boogie project. That's phenomenal. More Black Superheroes. Yep. 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 Man, it's sad that like you know that's not the music that gets pushed out. Like that's the stuff that needs to get pushed out. But it's like, yeah, that's not going. That's not mm -hmm. going to do right now. No. I I do love that there is this um you know charge of popular rappers that are starting to talk about things that are like have more depth and meaning to it. Like like that, yeah, I cannot stop sure. listening to that Kendrick album. Like, and oh, I still haven't bro. made it all the way through without crying when I get to. Mother Isaac. I need to wait, ask wait. this man. Isaac, so how do you feel about it now? You were telling me you were listening to it two songs at a time the last time I spoke to you. How do you feel about it now? All right, look. Uh, so, um, so when you, when you tell me, come on. I'm the biggest Kendrick fan in the world, all right? Uh -huh. I mean, I've been with Kendrick ever since I was probably like 11 or 12. Damn, had my mind spinning, especially like the song Fear, mm. being able to relate to him on like when he was talking about his mom and get your ass off the couch, all that. I mean, mm -hmm. I've been able to relate for 10 forever, but when it comes to this new album, for me, for me, it's not it. Wow. Man. Okay. It's not but it. But I think it's the age thing. It's yeah, I think so too. I think, um, I mean, if you look at the progression, he, you know, he started, he was talking about himself as a young person, and then he went through like some some levels of spiritual awakening, yeah. be a damn, and this, that, and the third, and he is talking about how hard it is to kind of balance that in terms of fame in this project. He's famous and that has caused a lot of problems for him. Yeah. And he's kind of at a point where he's like, this is my truth and I gotta live it, I gotta deal with it or I'm not gonna be able to move forward. 
So, you know, I think you got to be at a, not to, you know, obviously, you know. A certain level of maturity. There's a certain level of maturity. You got to go through some shit. You got to be done took some L's. You know, actually, I'm glad you're here because I have a question for you. Uh So, albums or singles? At, albums, at your age, albums, like, because I feel like a lot of time, like in the TikTok era with things like that, a lot of people want these like short, like digestible songs right. and stuff like They're that. Like two right. minutes. It. <laughs> but I, Isaac is a different yeah. type. I, yeah. I, I, okay. I, let me Thank explain. you. Let me tell I, you. I appreciate tell that. You. By yeah. the way, yeah. you got to understand something about me. Even though I'm what 16, I'm not. I, I feel like I was born in the wrong generation. Even though that that's that's great for me because I'm gonna bring a different sound to this generation. Something that's unique. I'm someone who's able to look back. At, like you said, the album era, man. I love. We talking all the way back '90s. I love only built for Cuban links. I love. I, I love. I haven't I heard of. I have not heard a bar from you yet, and I'm I already excited. I like you, man. I, I haven't heard a bar from you, and I'm. That's, that's what I'm saying. I, I love Mob Deep, the infamous. I love albums. I already when, love this when, kid. When you put the albums together and you get a one cohesive sound, I mean, those singles, they come and go. Like, they hot for one summer. But you got to remember, I also love when the baby was hot with Thunder for Vegas in, like, 2019, and he was coming out with, like, Vibes and Bop and Ashley. I love that, too. So I'm not going to deny one part you. of myself for the other. I'm a... I, I'm someone in this position. I'm able to see both of the best worlds. Be a student of the game. Exactly. You know, actually learn. Exactly. Yeah. Can, I, can yeah. I say this about Isaac? I, so Isaac came along during the, for, the early part of the second part of the second season of Formula Seven Three Four, and what struck me was there is maturity, but there's also research. He mm-hmm. does his research, and it comes through his music. It comes through his knowledge, but it also comes through as an MC. You can tell that he's taking in a lot of different people's kind of styles and yeah. things and been able to craft his own already at his age. Mm-hmm. So he's been amazing to be That's a part of this That's what I keep saying, man. Like, I sat there watching what Isaac and Sano were doing, them working together, and I'm like, man, if y'all keep that same momentum that you got right now and keep doing, like, because if I had that same momentum when I was your age, dog, I'd be torn. Like, you know, like, I see that in you guys. And all you got to do is, like, while you got the time right now, while you're young, you ain't got all the pressures of the world as an adult on you, take that time and just craft it. Build on it. Because, like, now you got the world in front of you. And once you get done, like I said, you got the opportunities all around you. And from the outside looking in, from someone like me, who's a giant fan of music, it really warms my heart to hear you say shit like you love the infamous by Mob Deep and you love Only Built for Cuban Links. Because I think first and foremost, before you can be a great artist yourself, you got to be a fan of the shit first. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, you got to be a student of the craft that you're into before anyone else is going to fuck with your sound. Because like, I feel like that's how you find... like. Um, I feel like everyone kind of sounds like their favorite rappers in the beginning, you know what I mean? When you're trying to figure out your own sound. And if you don't have that to pull from, I think some of the laziest shit that really drives me nuts is when you see young dudes in interviews that are like, oh, I don't really fucking care about that. Like, they'll ask yeah, him about, yeah. like, Tupac or something like that, and they'll just, like, kind of, like, have this mentality where it's cool to say they don't give a fuck. And I'm Bruh, like, I, I, was don't, Detroit, I don't think that's cool. Cloud chases and stuff like that, yeah. I was in Detroit last week, and I was talking to somebody about some of the people I've opened up for. I was like, yeah, I've opened up for KRS. One, he was like, who is that? I was like, oh, oh my god. god. KRS has dropped an album, by the way. <laughs> Wait, what? KRS has dropped an album. 
What? <laughs> like, oh, like, yeah, like I, I just found out this. The, uh, they were talking about it on Ebro in the morning the other day. Uh, KRS got a new album out, and it's got some crazy fucking features and collaborations on it. So came I got to get into it. When it just came out, it, like just came out, like oh, okay. like maybe like two weeks ago. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> so I got, yeah. I haven't even I, listened to it hip. yet. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I got to get into can, it. So can I, can I say this real quick? I had the the privilege of um, going to see Anita Baker. Was that last night? And, it, it was. It yeah. was two nights ago. And listen, I just want to tell people who are making music: do not forsake the importance of the understanding of music theory, the understanding yes. of the the technical, the fundamentals, because that is really a separating factor, and it's becoming more and more separating between. Music that is, you know, I, I guess you would consider it to be like commodified and commercial, like neatly packaged mm -hmm. versus people who are really, really making um, true magic through their music. And it was just, man, I mean, the hits, she just had, you know, just just hit after hit after hit. And what I what it reminded me of is the fact that music decorates time for people. Yes. Right. And so for me, all I saw while I was listening to her music was childhood riding my bike in my dad's slant back Seville, this, that, and the third. So just concentrate on making timeless music that means things to people, man. And I think that you'll find your way. I that to your to point to that, I actually saw Elton John a few days before. There you go. That. Yeah, See? which was exactly. crazy to me. Like, mind you, I... Elton loves hip hop, by the way. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. I love when like the o, like the OG artists actually really embrace like the younger. Like I know George Clinton, how we spoke earlier. Oh was, like, man, George Clinton embraces about it. that. But like just timeless hits with Elton John, man. I was thinking about like he opened up with Benny and the Jets. It was cool, like that. The visuals, like his band was on point. Just everybody just singing along the songs. Which, like, just like people like that has been around like 50, 60 years. Well, shit, Elton was thing. just sampled yeah. on that last Tribe album on uh, Solid Wall of Sound. He just shit. did a track with just just Dua Lipa. With the Gorillas <laughs> yeah. on their Yo, recent album. I don't know. Yeah. It's just Bro, amazing. Like, I'm, I'm so excited to see the Gorillas in October. I'm oh, so excited. I, I got to get tickets so to that, excited. dude. I really got to get tickets to that because I, the shit that David the gorillas, Auburn does. The Gorillas are my favorite musical group because it's just like they, they literally make every type of music with their music. It goes from hip-hop, rock, psychedelic, yep. whatever. Like, I love what it is. Then it goes back to what Rod was just saying about, like, you know, that music theory. It's just like, when you see it, it's a whole experience. It's not yes. just, it's yes. not just you're listening to music, you're watching somebody yeah. play their music. It's a whole thing. Yeah. And I'm and so... This dude. But I, I think it's studying overall. Like, I even go back to when, you know, Buff and them perform with, you know, Athletic Mike Lee, shout out to them, uh, earlier in the month. You have to really, really practice your craft. You have to really, really engage yourself in mastering whatever your square is. And that's what she came out. She sang songs that was 20 years old. She interacted with her band a certain way. She interacted with her background singers a certain way. She knew what to do exactly with the crowd. And I think that we have to really go back to that. And I think anybody who's interested in developing people musically for this industry benefits by teaching people how to do that mm -hmm. um and yeah. you know what you know what else i was gonna add to that is i think um hip-hop has always played such an important role to some of these younger or older soul artists mm -hmm. and r&b artists of the past because of sampling and yeah. sampling bridges generational gaps hip-hop yeah. made the entire copyright system. <laughs> like, Straight they up. Were like, you, had, you had all these old dudes from back in the day like, wait a minute, you got these young cats taking my music and remaking it and I'm not getting money from it? Yo, 
But like, look at that show either. Anita Baker just did recently where I can't remember if she was in L.A. or New York, but Chance the Rapper was in the crowd. Um, Lil Wayne was in, was in the crowd. Vegas, and she Vegas, she individually called them both out and was like, listen, Lil Wayne has been like a huge help to my career for the longest time. Chance helped me get my master's back, like all this shit. I'm just like, oh, wow. that's amazing. Out here. Wow. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> so I think all that shit's really cool too, man. So shout out to Anita Baker. Shout, shout out to Chance yeah, and, yes. and Lil shout Wayne. Shout out to the dude playing bass during that concert. Oh, was he nice? <laughs> Stand up. <laughs> By the way, shout out to the bassist, man. <laughs> just sit back. He was. Just, he had his chair. He was. Just, I mean, and not missing. Shout out to all like the musicians that sit in the background. Hell like, yeah. Behind the headliners, yes. you know, the nationalists, man. Behind I'm gonna find Amsterdam. that, ba- I'm gonna find that bass player. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, let's reel this thing back in a little bit All because right. I want to know a little bit about what? the Washtenaw chapter of Brothers Keepers, right. and I would like you guys to tell us what it's all so about. That I'll deter that to Mr. Buff One right here. Yeah. So what I like when I was doing research on the actual like my Brothers Keeper, the Obama program it was 2014. It was started. I want to say yeah, right. Correct. And it was pretty much like a call to action for mentorship in yeah, the community for I, black, black, yeah. black and brown men specifically. Yeah. So um, Obama pretty much just said, hey, if you are a black man in whatever community you live in, I'm kind of I'm going to call you the task to to step up, step up to the plate and uh, be more supportive of our young black and brown men in our communities, whatever community you live in. So now there's about 250 My Brother's Keeper chapters uh, wow. across the country. Um Washington was actually one of the first uh, counties to sign on uh, in 2015. Um, and yeah, so I'm the director of the Washington County chapter. Um, I've been in this role for a little over two and a half, almost th- three years now. Um, what uh, what brought you to want to be a part of this? Actually, um, it started with my friend Shamar Heron, um, who I play basketball with. Um, we... we one day he was just like, hey, I'm part of this thing called Washington My Brother's Keeper. And I had heard of the national, like, initiative, like the big, nat- you know, the Obama Foundation and the MBK Alliance. But I didn't even know there was a Washington County chapter. Um, this is back in 2018. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. And I've been here, you know, pretty much my whole life. And I had never heard of the Washington County chapter. So I think that was kind of his impetus for reaching out to me. And I think around the same time he reached, or they, you know, Rod came around the same time as me. Mm-hmm. Another partner who's a part of Formula 734 uh, with my, bro- uh, my Brother's Keeper is Mike Henry. I think we all started coming around uh, watch, uh, WNBK around the same time. Mm-hmm. I think they knew they needed some new energy, some new ideas, um, like just some fresh thoughts on, on how to, you know, take WNBK to a next level. And so we started coming around to these breakfasts. Um, every second Saturday of the month, we do these uh, breakfasts called 50 Strong Breakfasts, okay. which is essentially uh, black and brown men getting together, breaking bread, mm-hmm. sharing ideas, resources, community building, um, just uplifting each other, having fun, laughing, learning. you know, learning. Yeah. Intergenerational, all ages from three to 73, you know, we get together uh, once a month. Um, but the breakfasts are open to anybody. Anybody can come, black, brown, white, woman, doesn't matter. But, you know, the black and brown male voice is definitely centered and prioritized. But anybody can come. So we started going, going to the breakfast. Um, me and him started talking about how we could do some music-related stuff with young people. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, they asked me to uh, be on the steering committee, uh, along with Rod and Mike and some new, some new people. 
Fast forward again, there was a woman in the leadership role. She quit, and the leadership opened up. I went out for the, the job. I got it. And so I knew one of the first things I wanted to do was, was, was a music project. Um, and that's essentially how Formula 734 was born. We wanted to use music kind of as a tool to get young people um, in a safe space to create opportunities to talk about what's going on in their lives personally, in their communities or schools, whatever is affecting their life, anything uh, pertinent to them that they wanted to express, create a safe space uh, to have those conversations and then take those conversations and put them into song form. Um, and that's, yeah, that's essentially how Formula 734 was born. That's awesome, man. That really makes me happy to hear, um, especially as as people that talk and critique uh, a lot about hip hop. And, you know, it's, it's something that I don't it's not that I don't like this about hip hop, because I do like that it's like a sport and it's very competitive in by nature. But so much of it is founded on I'm better than you. You know what I'm saying? True, so true. but like. Especially in like a smaller developmental way, I love like seeing community come together and be like, oh, we could actually all prosper more if we work together with each other yes. and help each other build. That's how you, you know build. A, that's how you build like a sustainable community. Mm -hmm. you know? like I, I truly, yeah. I truly, I think I always go back to uh, the most deaf quote when I think it was on black, uh, black on both sides when he he was talking about somebody asking him what the state of hip hop was. And he was like, you know, people treat hip hop like it's some, you know, what do you say, like monster in the, in the woods or something. Like hip hop is a reflection of the world we live in. Mm -hmm. And so hip hop can be several things, just like black men can be several things. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it can be competitive. It can be very misogynistic and violent. Mm -hmm. It could also be very empowering. It could also be very... Uh, informing and educational spiritual. and spiritual. Mm. It could be all those things. And as, as someone who is a white person from the outside in who's always loved hip-hop, it's taught me to be more empathetic. Mm. Yeah. So, yep. yep. Rod, I got a question for you. And I, I feel like this might be a full circle moment because I remember back when I was in middle school, there was a group called Men mm -hmm. back in the day. So what I guess is the... I guess how do you feel being a part of this now compared to that then and like the comparisons and it it it, it is coming full circle and, and truth be told it always has been a target of mine i just couldn't figure out how to melt those two worlds i was involved in so even when you were in my class or you know around the school when i was there i was always doing hip-hop i was always creating hip-hop i was the you know i was the teacher that was djing the dances or making sure the DJ was there. He said he was a cool <laughs> teacher. <laughs> playing, you know, playing beats in class while kids was working and this, that, and the third. And so, you know, at night I was leaving and I was doing engineering in Detroit, you know. And so I continued to try to fight for it and figure it out. And I knew that not only was there a skill set that could be developed through hip-hop, because hip-hop is a cognitive process, the creation of it. Writing songs, what um, Eric does... All of those things are processes that transfer to other areas of career-based skills or things that can get us better in touch with our mental state, all kinds of stuff. So eventually, as an administrator, I got a chance to start a music production program where kids were making beats every day, and I couldn't figure out how to be the assistant principal in a school where I had so many different duties and jobs. And shout out to Travis Bean. He did a great job with the music production program that we built at River Rouge. But I, I always thought that it, it there was something that could be bigger from it as well. And he continued that growth even after I, I moved away. So 
being able to kind of be on the flip side to be able to make the focus music and then be able to build in those other elements is something that's been fantastic. That's what's It's up, been man. a great opportunity. So being able to see it from the flip side and empowering the hip-hop side of it first, and then being able to say, these are the career-based skills, these are the educate the educable moments that you might need, so on and so forth. So it's like you get to teach one lane through another, knowing kind of kind of push it up to build all of it up to Absolutely. one. Absolutely. And that's actually, yeah, that's a really good way to look at that. Absolutely. I can't stress yeah. how important that is, too, because especially, the, you know, in Detroit, there's so much, um, there's little money in education in Detroit. So, you know, they always cut funds from the arts and the music programs first. And it's such a detriment to, you know, like creative expression and, and, um, and outlets that people want to achieve things in, you know, because there's so many, cla- especially for me, there was so much shit in, cl- in school that I took where I'm like, I'm not going to be using like LGO stat and any of this shit. I would have rather the been Pythagorean the theorem. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Unless I will never use Unless this you are an engineer, that makes no sense well, to me. I just put yeah. Pythagorean theorem in a rap. So. <laughs> oh, there you go. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but, but all of those things and all those concepts, they're means to an end to mm-hmm. a degree. And yeah. you know, some of it has varying levels of relevance based on where your career is. But the connection there's there's always been a difficult time making the connection between those kind of things and what the kids experience and go through and like mm-hmm. every day so if hip hop is that bridge or hip hop can be the lens through which we give kids the opportunity to see the world why not use it um that, that's just the way that i feel yeah i'm even seeing it now in like the the content of the like children's TV shows that they're putting out, like yeah. Ludacris has this Karma's World show out on Netflix now. Del- where it's like, I'm like, it's right, literally so Del- talking about Homo like, Sapiens like is in this show. My boy keeps sending me clips from it. I've never watched a show. It's called Craig in the Creek, mm-hmm. and. Okay. It's just like Del the Funky Homo Sapien is constantly in this show <laughs> rapping and like spitting some philosophical stuff to all these kids and stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is wild to me because again, it's just like nobody like nobody would have known who this man was. 15 right. That's years insane ago. to me. Didn't, so isn't Del the whole like Del the home, uh, Funky Homo Sapien? He's in like the biggest vocabulary like. In one of them. Yeah. He's one of them. No, okay. the biggest vocabulary. Rock, I think. Yep. Rock. Rock. Okay, all right. Yeah. But this Which gap, is one of the best live shows I've ever seen. But I've never seen him live. That'd be this, crazy. But the cultural gap that you see in hip hop versus, you know, hip hop being dismissed by education is evidence of history. Mm-hmm. You know, because jazz was looked at a certain way. Yeah. Blues was looked at a certain way. Yep. Um, African American literature was looked at a certain way throughout history, throughout 20th century history and mm-hmm. so forth. So it's kind of the the passing along of that tradition of undermining black art and saying that it is anti it's not intellectual mm-hmm. you know so that's kind of the work that we're doing to kind of say bring it forward not only is it art but it is it's it's teaching entrepreneurship mm-hmm. it's teaching uh intellectual property it's teaching all kinds of different things it's pissing off Fox News hosts, and that always warms my heart. I mean, it's, it's actually quiet as it's kept. It's part of like another sexual revolution, if you pay attention. Mm-hmm. Because who is dominating in rap right now? Mm. Women. Yep. yep, very true. One hundred percent. Women and R and B artists. Yeah, and R and B from the yeah. artist standpoint. Now, when we move it into the technical side, and we move it into the production side, and we move it into the ownership side. Then you're really gonna see something happen. Speaking of women in hip hop, I gotta ask you guys if you've heard about this shit that Mass Appeal is doing right now. What's that? So 
Mass appeal and an attempt to, you know, how obviously you can't put all these mixtapes on streaming because of sample clearance issues and how mixtapes have always been predicated on, you know, using other people's beats and shit. Mm -hmm. So Mass Appeal is doing a 10 mixtape series where each one of them grabs one producer to make, I think, five or six tracks all featuring different artists as like a small mini mixtape. The first one just came out. DJ Premier is the first producer. Oh God! What? And there's a track. <laughs> and there's a track on there that has Remy Ma and Rhapsody together. Oh my God! Um, yeah, and it is fucking cold. <laughs> it's really dope. good. That's dope. I need that. Yep. But it, I need it, that mixtape. It's it's important that people think outside of the box in terms of putting out music. Mm -hmm. Like the customary routes are folding. You know, yep. it's like they're like literally curling up. So doing things like that, doing things like Formula Seven Three Four, that have these nuances to them is very valuable. Yeah. You know? See, yeah, it's I just really saw... hard to, like, get mixtapes out nowadays when yep. you can't stream them. Like, because everybody exactly. uses streaming services, so it's just like, you, nobody's going to go to livemixtapes.com yeah. anymore. Nobody's doing that. I mean, Bandcamp's still trying to kick out, too. Like, shout out to Bandcamp, by yeah, the way. Yeah, for real. Shout everything. out to Bandcamp. Yeah. Uh, man, I love Bandcamp. That's where I got all like our original music when I was doing approachable minority stuff and insane industries. Like your guys, 10 so years ago, the Formula like, Seven Three Four album originally came out on Bandcamp first, right? Yep, that's correct. what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Bandcamp one of the only platforms out there that are actually like uh, doing shit like that's for the artists yeah, too. You know, like Bandcamp Fridays, yeah. trying to get them some money. You, you know could donate, like again, yeah. you could sit there and you mm -hmm. could set your prices. Like, hey, just donate and buy the album, whatever you feel like you want to do it, or if you want to do a mixtape or anything. Like Bandcamp opens that up. Should we? Yep. I feel like this is a great segue. Should we talk about the new album, or should we talk about the uh, the old album first? Cause oh. I want because I want to talk about like how that one came about, and then how we got into the new one. Well, I guess uh, we start with the old one first because, as you guys heard to start the podcast off, we started a little bit off that first Formula Seven Three Four album, yeah. which Rod uh, didn't want to didn't want to sit there and do the hook. He's like, "No, nah, we're gonna have somebody else do that." So, <laughs> how, I want to know how this album came about. Like, first of all, reference. All right. So, um, as I as I stated earlier, um, I just want to give a big shout out to Washington My Brothers Keeper for. Yes. Empowering me, giving me the freedom to create programming um, that I think would be beneficial for our young people in Washtenaw County. Um, so we got our CLR sports program for young K-8 K kids, um, Community Leadership Revolution. Uh, shout out Justin Harper and Bilal Saeed. Uh, we got uh, Young Men of Purpose program at Ipsy Middle School. Um, shout out to YCS, Ipsy Community Schools. And we got Formula Seven Three Four, and so um, I think at the yeah, at the time when I started when I first started coming around my brother's keeper, the really only like solid programmatic thing was the breakfast, mm -hmm. and I think they recognized all right we need to we need to ramp it up, and so I just had these ideas, and I you know I connected with different members of my steering committee on how to make these things become a reality. So Formula Seven Three Four. Um, essentially, yeah, like I said, it started really with me, a conversation with me and Rod. Like, I knew I wanted to take some of the things that I picked up from the, my experience uh, as music coordinator at the Neutral Zone uh, Teen Center in downtown Ann Arbor, take those and kind of, um, kind of remix it and put a different spin on some of the work that I had done, you know, working with young uh, people who are uh, court-involved young people, justice-involved young people, um, and, and, and taking some of the elements of the work I did there and expanding on it and really, really being able to, I, I just don't, I don't recall seeing too many opportunities for teenage black and brown 
young men to talk about what is affecting them. Like just unapologetically, unfiltered, like what's going on in your life. And that's that was the main like point of emphasis I wanted to create with Formula 734. Like we have these circles um, right here in Grove. And the circles are just a safe space to talk about anything, whether it be relationships with women or money or depression, trauma. Um, and so that was that was the goal. But I knew I knew once. So, so I'll give you a little backstory. So there was a documentary that was already in the works with uh, Washington My Brother's Keeper before I got the job. And the documentary was essentially trying to get the perspectives of young black men in the community about how they feel uh, they are being supported or not supported. And without getting into the, to the details, uh, the the documentary, they showed a little clip at, actually the first time I went to a My Brother's Keeper event, I think that might have been Rise too. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, excuse me, that's that IPA talking. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Or Doc. <laughs> um, oh, man. The documentary, uh, it kind of rubbed some people the wrong way. Um, I think I think um, they just couldn't handle the unfiltered <laughs> perspectives of some of these young people in regards to. It's hard to be black in America. It's like accept it. Well, like, and it, you know, it's, yeah. Go, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, I feel like it wants you. They want to perceive you in a certain light, almost in a way. So when you go against that grain, it's like, okay, what the fuck are you doing here? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I don't want to swear, but like, what are you actually doing here? So, yeah. so I saw what they had, and I was like, all right, I think there's a way we could do this. Like, well, there's a way we can still get the real, true thoughts of young black and brown men, um, them telling their perspective, their honest truth, um, but still present it in a way that is not uh, alienating or putting people off or, you know what I'm saying? Putting so, people on blast. Basically. Putting people on blast, yeah. So I was like, we can do that through music, I feel. It might be easier to do that through expressing yourself through music. And so that's that's what I wanted to do. And so I started talking to Rod about it. He comes from a similar background of music and education, and we just kind of combine our ideas and resources, and we... Just started putting it together. We started calling on people like TJ Greggs, uh, TJ Stewart, True Classic. Some, you know, the first one we knew pretty much most. Well, I knew everybody um, um, in the first cohort, so that made it a little easier. That made it a little more comfortable, um, and you could kind of tell in the filming of the circles that there was some trust that had already kind of been there. Even though, even though not everybody else knew each other, but everybody knew me or Rod for the most part. Buff this, One was a influential individual. Like I said, we I had listened to a mixtape of him as a kid, and I was like, when I heard the opportunity to actually like, oh, I'm gonna make music with Buff. Oh yeah, let's <laughs> let's jump on this. Me. So yeah, so um, that's that's pretty much how it came about. You know, we got uh, again to the support of Washington My Brothers Keeper, to the support of Washington Intermediate School District. Um, there was funding already set aside to do this work, so I didn't have to like scramble and try to find money to do it. It was there; the resources were there. We had the connection to Grove through Rod, and it it's was kind of all filled yeah, in together. Yeah, it was just organic, and you know now I think we have some really uh, a, a beautiful, powerful thing in motion. We just 
wrapped up this, the recording of the second one. We're trying to get that out soon. So that feels important too, and not to keep it. bringing. I always, I always reference Kendrick. I knew it was going to happen after <laughs> this shit came out a million times, but like. Something you were just talking about kind of hit me. Um, it was one of the topping points, and one of the standout songs for me on his album was a song called Father Time, where he talks about mm. how young black men are raised to be tough and to not show their sensitive sides and to uh, you know kind of suppress that and push that away because the world's not going to fucking pay you any favors. And like he talks about how important it is to be able to have some kind of outlet where you can express your sensitive side and you know be yourself unapologetically so like hearing you talk about like putting those circles together where kids can talk and you know get shit off their chest is pretty important it is and and even when you talk about that song i think one thing that we've really tried to work towards is really centering different narratives that's one of the goals of the program overall and even that father time record although he talks about being raised a certain way and his father being hard on him and his father not allowing him to show emotion. He also talks about, I understand why, why right? he was Because that the way. world's not going to do why, that for you right. either. So Right. Yeah. And it's, it's actually helped me in some ways, but I also had to grow and sprout in my own way. So I think when you talked about the media project beforehand, it was as, as though, you know, like kind of looking, looking at things from 5,000 feet and saying, we're going to interview you, but what comes out of it will essentially confirm what we already know versus allowing them to take the lead in the stories that they want to tell and then just crafting everything else around their stories. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I think that's what kind of set the project apart. So the documentary came before the album, essentially, right? No. No, okay. Like, same time, All right. right? The album so came first. Yeah, first. yeah I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. album yeah. came first, and then what? We... Like we we initially made most of the music first, and then we continued on with filming because we had Fred. Shout out to Fred because he was out here doing everything. Shout out Fred. Yeah, Fred. Really shout out. <laughs> we was out here. He was sitting there. We were doing like minor interviews and stuff, and like doing recording. He's in the background recording what we're doing. But initially, we just we made music first. Like that was the first and foremost thing. Was like we got to get these songs out. What are we gonna talk about? Because we start off every meeting for Formula Seven Three Four with a meeting. Like, all right, so what are we gonna discuss today as black men? Like, so what are the issues that's going on in your life right now? What's going on that we could discuss about how we're gonna craft this into our music right now that we're gonna create right now? Right. And then create a topic. And like they said, we have that open space, which a lot of young black people don't get don't that. Have yeah. that at all. Cause you, like when I hear some of the stories that some of these kids have gone through, it's like you're a sixteen year old kid and you've gone through this much in your life already. Right. It's just like it puts my problems in perspective. It's just like, all right, well, you know, if they're still going. I gotta keep trekking. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, like my problems probably aren't that bad because it could have been worse. Like, yeah. you know. And it's some cornball shit to say, but it's so true how much music saves lives for people, man. Like, right. like there is not a person on the planet that can't relate to something that makes you feel like you're not alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, oh my God, this song makes me realize like there's other people going through what I'm going through right now. It puts things in perspective for you in the long run. Like, okay, I'm not alone in all of this and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And then going back to your point, you guys creating that like community and that safe space so people can kind of get that off their chest is like super rare and super dope. And and it's really hard for young men, like I said, especially a lot of people, like, because you keep it built up, you know? And then that's how we 
talked about this last week. Shout out to Arctic Circle, by the way, for putting mm-hmm. up with rants last week. <laughs> but but we talk about like how trauma produces other trauma. We were talking about like how that, like yeah. we were talking about the R. Kelly thing, and we were talking mm-hmm. about how like we were glad that these women got their day in court, but we're also we weren't excited about it because like it to me it's like if you've seen the story of R. Kelly, he was sexually abused as a kid too. So it's like it's yeah, just a repeated normal, cycle. Yeah. So it, like it doesn't make me feel good that you know he's, he's, gonna, he's spending the rest of his life, life in jail. Right. Like it sucks, but it sucks. You know, but, but I mean, it's important. It's, I'm yeah. glad that Though you know, he should. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, <laughs> yes. of course, of course, yeah, of course. Of course. Can I ask this? Like Isaac was here for the second one. I know we're going to talk about the second one, but in terms of being an active participant in the process, you know, in those circles and those discussions, can you talk at all about like? how it made you feel or definitely when you said for example it could have been worse you're hearing these other stories man i I met people through this program formula seven through four and i'm just i'm still trying to look out for them to this day and i i had just met them like we would go there what like seven Mm -hmm. it would be after school everybody would be drudging in there you know everybody tired we like ah but like again that's what's so important with the music aspect because even though we tired we all like, dang, we get an opportunity. They're giving us in Grove right now. They're giving us this opportunity to rap in front of this mic and actually like exhibit some intellectual behavior in a way that's actually enjoyable for us. Besides like just writing down on a paper all day, we get to make music. Like who doesn't love to make music? Right. That's what all these guys are here for. And those circles, especially if you want to focus in on that, we had you, you didn't talk about the guest speakers at all yet. I mean, right. we had active community members come in and. Talk to us about st- football coach coming. Yeah. I didn't even realize it was my own football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, the circles were just amazing. And like you said, you said the first group, uh, you you knew everyone in the first group. But this second group is that's not the case, is it? Correct. And right. now, I mean, there's no way you can say you don't know everyone right. in this second group. Right. Like this time around, as the weeks went on and on, it was just more and more opening up and. Especially that, again, the music aspect, when you lay uh, a beat in front of somebody with some bass and like a like one of those soulful samples, how can you not pour it your heart? Some and you hear it on those, and you hear yeah. it on those studio monitors, exactly, and you're like, mm, exactly. That good. So then, <laughs> like, I mean, I didn't hear some stuff from the other guys. I'm not gonna say no names, but I don't hear some stuff from the other guys, and like, it, people have heard stuff from me. And then, I mean, we just bring it back to the circles after we talk about it. Like, man, you really went through that, and like that really happened to you, like for real. People talking about everything that's going on. That same censorship that you were saying before that not putting people on blast. I mean, you got it right. This this music allows we not putting it on blast. We just telling telling it how it is. It the makes music. it more digestible it, in a exactly. way so people can kinda like hear you. I'm like, okay, this is, you know, it's it's almost like a way more like way to process it. Exactly. In a way. Yeah. And that's why again. We was talking about the essence of hip hop and what it is. People are gonna hate yeah. on it now, and people have been hating on it because it's another form of black music. But in the end, this is one of the best forms of poetry there is to Straight ever. It's exist. honest. It's up. honest and genuine and pure, and that's the thing about it. Yeah, it requires honesty. Yeah. And doing episodes like this for me, I know I can't speak for Eman, but I'm pretty sure I can speak for him in this respect. Is I can't uh, speak what, for him, but I'm gonna speak for him for real. No, because I know you. You feel the same on this. Is one of the reasons that one of the main things that we started this podcast for was not to elevate hitters or I like as famous people. We wanted to give a voice to musicians in the community that we love and support. And this is awesome because like 
talking to Isaac, you know, who's 16, like that's so mind blowing to me. Like you already have like a great understanding of what should be. Important. And he got that's bars. Awesome. Like, for you know, I can't wait to hear you rap. It, it was almost like perfect timing when we started this podcast. Cause I think about like that year, cause it was September 2018. I think we started yeah, it. Yep. Uh, my mom passed like January that mm-hmm. year. All right. Thank you. Uh, I was going through my own thing. I was working on Be Careful, Be Safe at the time. And yep. then you hit me up because we had this shared passion of just talking about music. Like, because we had a mutual friend. And it was like, I always got put together. And then we just always had these conversations and stuff like that. And then it was like, hey, we should start a podcast. I'm like, all right, bet. Let me finish this out real quick. And I got you. September 18 comes around. We wrote that first episode. We're in your basement. Yep. Straight yeah. up. <laughs> straight up. And man. then I remember who was our first guest? Oh, it was uh, Breeze might have been our no, first guest. No, 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 guest. no, not Bree. It was, it was, it was a beer podcast. We had uh, Christy and. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, man. So, Holy shit. Yeah, so we run that out. Then, like, a lot of other people started catching on. That's when we started having, like, Breeze come on and stuff like that. Yeah. We had, uh, I think, we had a couple. Who, uh, we, had Juan a Mi- we had Juan Michael Juan on, Michael like, in the crib, on yeah, the early yeah, episodes. Yeah, like, it, it was crazy. <laughs> so then that started kind of catching on from there. And then that's when we started going to the Plymouth Rock studio. Shout out to Nick Small for that. Yep. And then it kind of just started bringing people to the studio. And that kind of opened up a lane for other people to like, yo, we got you know, these resources to come out and check us out, too. Oh, you guys want to record and, music. And so. We saw the response to Mad Podcast trying to do the same shit we were doing popped up in that time period. <laughs> Dog, no, 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 no. There was something that I showed that showed up, and it was like beats and brews. And I was like, all right, I'm going to listen to this. And it wasn't you guys. I was like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, so, someone someone just, started one that was like beer. And brews. Yeah, and there was I another think that's one what that it was. was. I was like, bro, what is so this? I just want to throw this out there. I trademarked our name and I lost yeah. your name completely out of pettiness. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. But no. we are legal pet- now. <laughs> like, we're good. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> like, no. yeah, there, there, there was some funny ones, man. But, yo, it's it's all love to me, man. And, like, I, I, love I, it. I think, like, seeing, like, um, the response to it has been awesome to us. Because we get, you know... I think something that sep- uh, not to just talk our shit for uh, forever. No, the last thing I'll say the one thing that I think it's not sets, about us right now. Dude. Well, the, the one thing that I do <laughs> think sets apart us as a podcast, as, a, as opposed to people that are other people that are doing it, is when we have guests on. After they've been a guest on our show, you'll see us in the crowd of their concerts because we do go out and support. We go to these shows. We're at the live yeah, shows sure. every here, fucking like night, real. every weekend. <laughs> And we're going to support and show love to these people. I've dude. done seven three four Saturdays. I've been to uh, what Yo, was shout it? out what, Dave and Ziggy. What's this shit at a uh, club above? They do. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I've, I've done that. Oh, yeah, bridging the gap. Bridging the gap. Yeah, Rod, that might be one we have to talk about doing here. By the way, him and I have been discussing over the last few weeks of having Dave from Ziggy's on because I think that would be a hugely influential. I, I've oh, already talked to him about it. It's we, we'll get into that later. I want to oh, I want to yeah, talk no, off no, Mike no, about that. Dave, Dave, for real, man. Shout out to that man, cause like I said, we I've been doing the I've been doing seven three four Saturdays there for what now five years almost, and it, like I said, it was just it was the opportunity. I went from Club Above doing Wild Out Wednesdays every Wednesday, which was exhausting. God, that sucked. <laughs> but like to have the opportunity to do that, cause like when Ziggy's first opened up, I was like, mm, I don't know how I feel about this. You know, it's like, oh, the new hip place that's gonna be in there. And then we got in there, and like Dave and Joe and everybody who's in there, it's like they're the coolest people, and they 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 want us to do. They give us all free reign to do whatever we want to yeah. do. Fully embrace shit, man. I cannot say how much. 
I can't say enough good things about Dave and Joe. For to real. be honest with you. And during the so heart of the year. Flat out, like, how they pivoted. Like, I'm, I'm so glad, glad they made it through COVID. COVID. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, how they pivoted fear. was amazing on that COVID. I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But, like, I I'll, just the platform they give to local artists to me is just mm-hmm. insane to me. I, I compare it, and I've said this on the podcast before, I compare it to, like, the CBGB of, like, the Washtenaw County area. Or even, like, the like, hip-hop just, shop yeah, back in the hip-hop shop. It's crazy, man. Like I said, because, like I said, I got voted best open mic in Washtenaw County in 2018. Yeah. And it was just like, like I wouldn't have that opportunity without that. And like I said, I get to see all these new artists that come out every month. And it's just like, they get blown away when they're just like, oh, wait, I, I don't have to pay to get on your show. No, you make money. Literally, like, you get to make money. Top, I don't want your money. I one just of my get door traffic. Top three favorite shows I ever played there as an artist was at Ziggy's. And it was during a snowstorm. And it was like... My album release party when I did Be Careful, Be Safe. That was fun. Ah, that shit that was a really yeah. fun night. Yeah, Neil was there for that one. Like, that was a fun night. And then ever since then, like me and Dave have been like, hey, you get you know carpet carte blanche here. And like <laughs> everybody <laughs> in Ziggy's... <laughs> one thing I noticed about there, because it was during the height of the pandemic that we went there, you know, things were starting to open back up, but shit was a little iffy, so that was like one of the first performances. There's just a respect level in Ziggy's too. Everybody yeah, in that motherfucker was wearing a mask. Every yeah. single and, person. And that was a thing. No. Like when we first <laughs> went back, when we first went back in January, that's how we started off. It was like, you know, you gotta wear a mask to come in. Mm-hmm. And it was just nobody gave a complaint about it. They right. were just like, Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Grabbed a mask from the door and just continued on with the night. They were just right. like, yo, I'm just happy to be able to come do this again. Cause again, I only threw two different shows back in twenty, what was it, twenty 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 one. Like I did the that was when um Washington was open and they just had the outdoor stage. Yeah. And you can't charge for that because it's just open streets. So it was just like, well, we're doing just shows for the people. So we did Juneteenth and then we did a second one later on that month. And I was just like, man, I can't wait to get back inside. So it was just like the minute Dave was like, hey, you gotta wear a mask, come in. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I do not care as long as we can come back inside and we can throw shows again. And I was like, the fact that they survived that man, through that entire mess. Yep. He, they he, pivoted beautifully. Him and Joe have pivoted beautifully during that. They opened the store up and stuff like that. It's, oh, I love how they had, were doing artist the merch, grotto, too. Right, the beer grotto. Like At that time, I was working for Eastern Market, too, so I definitely sold them some beer from there. So <laughs> shut up that, but like... <laughs> But like how they got that like done, man, was just so it was so dope, and, so dope. and it still made it like even more like a local scene too, because they were selling artist merch there, they were doing the beer there, they were doing like it was it was crazy. It's just so, such a low yeah. key and tight knit spot, and I f- I love that very much. Like I said, it's just like it's not a big venue. It's just yeah. like if you know about Ziggy's, you know, you know about, about it, Ziggy's, yeah. and you've been there, and you're like, man, I like Ziggy's. Yeah. <laughs> Last thing like, I want to bring up before we finally switch into something old, something new, because we are running a little pressed on time, but since you just brought it up, I just got to ask, since I'm <laughs> a white person in a room full of black folk, what do you feel about <laughs> the, the, um, the um, I guess the popularization of Juneteenth? <laughs> so like, uh, so I saw, excuse excuse my language, excuse my language. Par, par fuck the, that. <laughs> par, par for the course, dog. It, like it, com- it comes with the territory. I'm, I'm, I guess. I'm glad. I'm glad saying. that you know. Like you know, people are like, yeah, Freedom Day. 
But when you market that shit and you got Walmart sitting making there ice making cream. ice cream for it, like, I don't it's a, like it's that. It's a paid holiday now. Yeah, and, like, yeah. you know, like, yeah, no, uh, I don't know how I feel about I, that. I was talking to Brad Spliff about it, and I was like, listen, shout Brad. Brad Spliff, I, yeah, shout out Brad. I was like, I was like you knew this was going to happen. You knew yeah. that white people were going to bastardize oh. this shit immediately. <laughs> yes, yes. So, like, just like they do with uh, um, St. Patty's Day. Like I said, when you, when you make, when you make something like a holiday like that marketable and profitable it ruins the entire point of it the, right? Bo- the Budweiser pride beers you got oh, there's gonna be a bunch of white yeah. people in the streets rocking dashikis right. and say, shit only us to get the day off <laughs> <laughs> only, only black people only black <laughs> takes me back again that takes me back to Atlanta, Atlanta exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be people three like, different well, types of Hennessy. I'm a quarter, I'm a quarter black. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. What, you know, what, I wasn't what, in the streets, but I was in the streets. Yeah. You know, Ancestry.com <laughs> told me. Those, you know, <laughs> those white dudes that got the one percent Native American and go for the registry. Oh Real quick, because uh, because we are in Ipsy, do I saw want to big up one more thing too? Shout out to uh, Taylor Greens over at Fundamental Sound Fun Fest is coming up. I want to shout them out because I know. That's going to be a big thing. Yo, shout uh, out Taylor, Anna, yeah. shout out Danny Darling, all the shit that those guys, Everybody's London back, on everyone of them yeah. doing it together. I'm just saying yeah. I was black shout before out. it was cool. Shout, shout, out to, <laughs> shout out to Amplify Project, too. Absolutely. Hey. Danny Absolutely. Darling, London yep. back. Danny, oh God, I need to get her into 734. Kai 5 got a project coming out in May. Yo, Kai 5, Kai five yeah. is so dope. So I saw just, him open up for, uh, it was uh, when I ran into you yep, yep, at Danny's yep, show. At Danny's show. Kai 5 has a new video that's out. You can check it on all platforms on at, at Kai Five, you can visit him at Kai5Loops.com. He has a new record out called, I mean, a new album coming out called Spirit that'll be out on August twelfth. Here's yeah. one thing I gotta say about Kai Five and something that I appreciate out of the group of people that do this, um, this sound where it's built on looping shit, right? Where you you build a beat yourself and it's it's he's a one man band basically. He builds this whole track around himself. But something I love about him that sets him apart from other people is he puts a emphasis on the percussion aspect of doing these loops. And a lot of that shit is lacking to me. I feel like a lot of it doesn't have the bass lines. It doesn't have the drum beats. And he definitely does that. And and I think Kai Five is uh, as good as he is at looping. I think a lot of people don't know how fantastic a musician Kai Five is, too. Kai Five plays multiple instruments. Kai Five is a great engineer. So this is going to be a really special project that he's going to put out. I agree. Yeah, I, I, that was like one of my takeaways from going to Danny's show. I was like, I, was, I came to her after. I was like, damn, who, who did you get this? Did it open up for you? Like, this dude is amazing. And then I ended up talking to him for a little bit, and he ended up being cool as hell. So, yeah, shout out to all those guys as well. But we got to transition on into something old, something new, because we got a lot of people in the studio to talk about music I do. with. All right. So we, I want to talk about the second album a little bit, too. So that'll like, be what, what can we something expect? new in this. It, All right. Yeah, let's do that now. So I'll make this sure. real quick. So the second album, we've been calling it season two. Um, I like that. Features uh, MCs and producers from Washtenaw County, yep. um, including Giovanni, features including me. Rail me. 2X two times. Um, Shout out Rail. Including, obviously, Louis Cypher, who's here with us. Reese, Lil' J. Nah, I'm going to pass it to the young man. Yeah, Lil' <laughs> J. Um, it was, we, we're really excited about the production we got from True Classic, as well as Say No, another 16-year-old guy. Right. Say No. Right, right. Got a beat tag. Say No on. More, bro. Um, <laughs> I love it. You know, it. Buff got a couple of joint, got a couple verses on there as well. 
um, and I got the opportunity to produce a lot of it. And so one thing that, that was different about this one was I really had to learn about, I really learned a lot about modern production from the guys. I listened to what they liked. I listened to what they wanted to rhyme on, and I tried to to kind of continue to develop my style in that in that direction. So in doing that, um, I grew as a producer as well. We are an intergenerational group, you know, so it's important that all of us learn. Um, they had a lot of great ideas. We basically took the music that they created and kind of crafted and produced an album around it. So um, I'm really proud of it. Uh, I've been kind of sleeping with it and breathing with it and riding with it for the last couple of weeks, so I'm happy with it. Hey, we 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 doing all this talking about the project. Y- do y'all do freestyles on the show at all? Oh lord, yeah. You know what? Y'all y'all want a live preview? We've only had quick? two, so let's do it. You want a live preview right now? Let's do it. All right, I can just go. Yeah. yeah. Want acapella? You want a beat? No, I can do all right, acapella. All right. Fuck a beat, I go acapella. I'm excited about this. Fuck a right. papa doc, fuck a... <laughs> Let's go, Bonnie. Let's go, Bonnie. All right, look. How we gonna convince police when we killing our people? Y'all keep pushing beef. We busy pushing the needle. Straight into the skin of those who see me as unequal. And it's sad for a lot of these cats. The dosage will be lethal. Picture my pen up bullet coming from a gun and steel. Peeling through the skin of all this bigotry and evil, Hey. Why they looking at me like I went crazy? They must have never seen a mother mourning her baby. Hey, the way they look at me, I can see the hatred. But that's just because the way the media betray me. Mm. I think America betrayed us. From the slave ships all the way to modern day ages. Got everybody frustrated. And every day the streets be getting more dangerous. Hey! Hey. Hey. Eric, 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 hold on, Eric, do we get that? I know who the right, fuck I'm gonna get. You better got it. <laughs> yo, that was. Yo, I'm gonna be paying attention. I'm gonna be paying attention, bro, for sure. Like I said, like I said, this young man needs his music out there. And yes, oh, so much. Yes, oh, we, we're working so on that. Everybody needs yeah. to hear this. I just, man. I want to add a little bit to what Rob was saying. So, um, we definitely, this time around, like the first time around, um, I think us as the kind of leadership, myself, Rod, Mm -hmm. we wanted to kind of impart our influence musically a little bit more on the group uh, to kind of help shape the sound. But this time, I think we actually kind of took a step back a little bit and let some of the young people kind of lead how the project sounds. I like that. Um, I like that a lot too. You know, um, and, and really, because really, I, I had a conversation with Rail. Like after the, the last one, we had a show. He was like, man, I don't even really want to go do the show. I'm like, what's up? He's like, yeah, you know, I like the song, but they ain't really like me. You know what I'm saying? And right. I, and I, I listened to that. You right. know what I'm saying? And I respected that. And so this time around, we really wanted the young people to feel like they had a say in how the music sounded. You know, and that's kind of to the point that Rod was making about how he kind of worked on his craft and tweaked his craft a little bit to kind of match the sound that the young people really wanted wanted portrayed. So, yeah, that's really important too. And like uh, the last like reference I'll make on that is I watched an interview with George Clinton recently, where they asked him um, why that people still why he thinks that people still consider him so relevant and cool, even though he's now in his 70s and 80s. <laughs> and he said, I, he goes, I <laughs> embrace the young shit yes. all the time. He goes, yes. the, whatever um, youth movement was popping up that annoyed me the most, 
that's what I focused my brain on the most because yes. I knew that was going to be the next shit that was going to blow. Absolutely. <laughs> and I, I think I think just real quick, those of us who are these older or more traditional hip hop fans, we have to acknowledge the fact that innovation drives progress. Mm-hmm. And what we're seeing in terms of the accessibility of what people can do, in terms of the new rhythms and new sounds that people are using, we have to speak that language as well. Yep. It's okay. It doesn't make you any less of a hip-hop head mm-hmm. to say that, you know, I love uh, Young Dolph or I love what ESTG and, and CMG right. is doing. It that, that really bothers me because... We got to where we are because people innovated what came before us. It's just True. stifling. I, um, That's all it is. Yep. My uh, my baby cousin right now, who's uh, he honestly dope. Like, the dude will literally just go in and start punching in and stuff like that. He's like 12, 13. Yep. Like, kind of like sick. And I was asking him, like, flat out, like, so who are you listening to right now? Who's your favorite rapper? You told me Polo G. Right. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not hip wow. to Polo G's catalog. And everything is not for you. Everything is not for us. Let me say. And I'm like, let, let me just say. Polo G is one of the greatest poets of this generation. Really? You okay. You have to listen to Polo G. So, so po- I think what happens with the Polo Gs and like if if you clump all the like you know the Polo Gs, the little Dirks, all them them dudes that have a similar sound, little baby that have a similar sound. If you clump them all in together, you could definitely get lost on the fact that they all sound similar. But if you isolate them individually yes. and really spend the time on listening to the track, yeah. like Polo G has bars. Like yeah. I would Straight say up. your cousin, I, I, he's on the right. If Polo G is his main influence, he is on the right track. I'll say Absolutely. that. So what I've been doing, I've actually been sending them like a lot of like classic stuff too, as well as like a lot of newer stuff to kind of like craft that sound. So, Shout out to Neil. I sent him the black on both sides. Yeah, recently. bro. That's uh, black on both sides. Albums. I think is that's one of the most important albums that ever happened hip hop. Like mm-hmm. most deaf, like everything that he speaks on that is so candid and so just, and it's also not specific to hip hop. And that's like, when that's what I like about it. Just like Umi says, like, come on, bro. Like that's like the rock oh, and roll God. track. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, that's how I feel about Denzel Curry. Like, yeah, you know, like when I listen to Denzel Curry, like his new album, Oh, oh My God, it's when amazing. I, my stepson loves Denzel, Denzel Curry, Curry now. And it's, and it's I just so, thought he was on Fallon too, by the way. So <laughs> like, it's so crazy. completely unique and different from his last project. Like, right? It's like, like all of a sudden, this intensity that Denzel has as an MC is now over these like more boom bap beats and like. Spit, and like I like, said, the man makes the man like, makes. Damn, punk music too on yeah. top of yeah, that. Like, what the Going hell? from taboo <laughs> to zoo to where we at like now. Dog just, zoo. Yeah. Oh, don't Which this don't is a good zoo. this is a good transition into something old, something new. And you guys have been on the show before, so you know that we do yeah. a segment on here called something old, something new. Where each week we talk about a project that's been hitting us that's older. It doesn't have to be super old, but just something over like you know five to anywhere five to fifty years. It could be. And then something that just came out recently that we've been messing with. Um, And I guess I can start it off since I have this on the top of my head right now. Um, Over the last few months on this podcast, I've been chronicling the history of punk rock music. Um, So we started out in Detroit with Iggy Pop and um, MC5. We went over to New that's York. Ann Arbor. That's Ann Arbor. Let's, let's yeah. 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 let me clarify. That's true. That's true. That's, that's true. a seven-three that's bow. True. That's true. But Detroit was hosting the venues for these motherfuckers to play it at. But um, so yeah, we started there. Then we went to New York. We went to London. And then last week, I eventually got to the first all-black punk rock group, which is Bad Brains. Um, but this week, I decided to take a little break from the punk rock thing. And this artist that I'm going to talk about is very rooted in punk rock and influenced by punk. 
but the, there's a reason why I chose him this week, and it's Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Ooh. Um, okay. He made a song, or he made an album back in uh, probably like 10 years ago now called Helen Burns, and it's way different than any Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's mostly like um, experimental um, electronic music, actually. But the reason I chose this today is because Flea started a music school in um, Watts, California, called the Silver Lake Conservatory, where much like what you guys are talking about today, he uh, started it with the notion of giving kids that didn't have the resources to make the art that they wanted to do a place to come and do that, where they could be mentored by, you know, legends and people that are like really know what they're talking about. So... This project was something that he made that was all proceeds going straight to that school. A lot of the musicians that played on it were people that were part of that school. There's like a kids choir in one song, which is all like young kids like from the school singing in the background and shit. So I'm going to pull a little bit of that up for you guys to hear. Um, oh, and also another reason I picked it is because I find it very inspiring what the fucking Red Hot Chili Peppers are doing right now. Um, these guys are all almost 60 years old now, say, and they just dropped copies. a double they're album. They're on tour right now. <laughs> and they're on tour with Thundercat and ASAP uh, Rocky. And ASAP Rocky. What? And what? Anderson what? Anderson what? What? No, they put out an album uh, last or the, earlier so this year or last confused. year. What it's been it was great too. <laughs> so on the top of that, that hell? album they put out was recorded stro- solely on like tape. Analog. They on analog, all, yeah. Real to yeah. real. They didn't do anything with computers at all. They on said that you album fuck too. up one time, we gotta do it all over again. <laughs> Nobody do that nowadays. <laughs> but the cool part about it is, you know, these guys are older now and they just dropped the double album six months ago. And fully announced on Instagram that October 14th, they have a second double album coming out. What the hell, Fucking man. crazy, man. And, like, to be, like, so tapped into the youth, like, they have Anderson Pack and the Free Nationals, ASAP Rocky, and Thundercat as their touring mates right now. Hey, yeah, they know yeah. what's going on. Like, <laughs> hey, they know what they're doing. Damn, I'd go to that show. Shit, I'd drop $100 to go see Absolutely. Them. But anyways, let me pull this up for you guys so you can hear a little bit of it. I'm going to start it a few seconds in because it is... Um, just so you can hear like the progression of this. Let me give it like 45 wow. seconds. I'm still like, my my brain is like, come, what is, what's the word? Fumble? Awesome trumpeter, too. I'm gonna sample this shit. Dude, there's so much sample opportunity on this project. I think that's part of the reason he made it. It'll go from this to like straight bonkers electronic music. A lot 
lot of uh, Flea and John Frusciante from the Red Hot Chili Peppers did a lot of the uh, production and trumpet playing and shit on a lot of the Mars Volta's music. See, this is why I love movement. I love that Detroit has movement because electronic music has been making this wave in the last 10 years, oh and it's just God. been wild. Bro, so we were just discussing this. Like, it's something that cracks me up is like, and I'm, I'm happy that she did it. I actually think the song is great, but like, Drake made this album, right, that is like house influence, yeah. and then Beyonce puts this record out that's very house influenced uh, from the Robin S song from back in the day and shit. Mm. But like, it's just so hilarious when you come from Michigan because like house music and techno has been like the antithesis of yeah. all the parties around here forever. Yeah. Doug, <laughs> I, I was coming back from my brother's birthday yesterday and I was listening to some like disco and house music because I was driving my dad back to his crib and he was just like, What is this? This is that jam. <laughs> just like, yeah, this is house music, Dad. Like, you know. Absolutely. And I am glad that like I'm I'm not even mad. Like me and E-Man talked about this on the last episode. We, we're not mad that Drake is doing this or Beyonce's doing I this. Just I think Drake's Detroit album producers. just he should have probably yeah, you should producers. The produce, yeah, you should you should yeah, yeah you should be if like who is your producer? If you're doing a house album, why not come to the home of house? Yeah, exactly. yeah you should yeah, be like, yeah. hey, this is Drake featuring the main like put or, some DJ Godfather on there, like some, yeah. very, some, true, some, true, some true, underground but, resistance. But like, listen, mm. I don't want to discredit Black Coffee though, because Black Coffee but, is is a legend. He is, it, him is a legend. Carnage is on that album too, and I like Carnage a lot as well. So I feel but he definitely should have tapped into Carnage is good. Uh, I mean, for what the actual album was, yeah, I feel like he could have did better. But there's three yeah, cities. I do like there's three cities he should have tapped into. He should have tapped into Baltimore. Should have tapped into Detroit, and he should have tapped into Chicago. Chicago. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Chirac City, yeah. Tech Boys. <laughs> but anyways, that was my something old. Flea, Helen Burns, E Man. What you got for the people? You know, just because I saw Elton John this Monday, I'm actually Woo! I'm gonna go honky chateau. Actually, is my <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> complete opposite, complete tone switch here. <laughs> this is actually my favorite Elton John album, like from start to finish, because this is like definitely like the peak. That should be my rapper perfect. name if I was a rapper. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Chateau coming with the hottest hip hop you've ever fucking heard in your goddamn life. Neil, I hope you do that. Oh my god. I want to I want to have you parody on like somebody's that would be I would never do, I, would, I would never disrespect hip hop like that. Oh <laughs> You're never going to hear a bar from me. You wouldn't you, this podcast is going nowhere if you do that. It'd be the end oh, of the podcast. Man. Oh Jesus Christ. All right. So, Honky Chateau from Elton John, uh released in 1972. It was his fifth studio album. I really like this one because Rocket Man is probably one of my favorite tracks off the album. But this is definitely like one of his probably most emotional albums, I guess, in a way, because this is like definitely like the peak of him, like on like that kind of like the self-destructive, like the. Self I guess so. Path. When you look at yeah. some of these names, I on think here. I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> I think it's a track. It's a track. Yeah, on that there. sure yeah. is. But in just in genuine, like this is definitely like his most like honest and vulnerable music to me, and that's why I really enjoyed it personally. Because mm -hmm. like this is some of the best like piano playing I hear from him, like as far as like artists like feature stuff. Uh, it was his number first number one in the U.S. as well. Oh, for real? So oh, I that's cool. it out there. And this was like his first album on the string of like seven number one albums too. What should I play for the people off of it? Uh, I I, I don't want to do Rocky Man. I feel like that's cheating. Honky uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Honky> Cat. <laughs> let's go. Let's go, Susie. All right, let's go a little bit of Susie. 
off of Elton John's Honky Chateau. God damn. <laughs> I got bopped in the end when I'm like a bop. With my pretty little black eyed girl. Jamaica Don Tots Cats at the sea. Play about 30 seconds of it because it's Elton John. That shit. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you, you <laughs> we barely couldn't even afford it. I mean, we couldn't afford Max Creek. We definitely can't afford Elton John. So, like, <laughs> yep, super copyrighted. All right, I like it, dude. That's great. Um, so for you fellas, I know we kind of put you on the spot, but yo, hop in. I got it. I saw my Wikipedia over here, so I have to get mine out too. Uh, me. My throwback would definitely be, like, I think it was two years ago during the summertime, I heard Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Oh, oh. I just, I, I don't know who it was. I think my grandpa had put me on to them, and he was like, man, you got to listen to this. It's because it's I was listening to the infamous Mob Deep, and then I heard one of the samples and the You Are My Starships and all that. Mm. So then I went back. I kept digging. I kept digging. And then I ran into going to a go, and then I heard uh, Ooh Baby off of there, and I just lost my mind. I was just, I, I was amazed. Smokey so. Robinson, um, I, since you're, you're a young dude and since you're still learning about it, Smokey is so massively important to pop music. Like, he, not only was he a signed artist by Motown and with Barry Gordy, but he was one of the main songwriters of all of them. Not named Stevie Wonder. That came out of the yeah, fucking, yeah. Uh, of the Motown area. Yeah, I've, Stevie didn't write as much for other people. He did some production work for other people. But Smokey was the lyricist writing for mad pop groups of Very that true. of that Very era. True. So shout out to Smokey. Which one did you want me to put on there uh, again? You, you could just play Ooh Baby. Okay. November 1st, 1965. 65, God damn. I think I lost the internet on my phone real quick. Like mm. the, the ice Cube up. of Motown, I guess. Jesus, he, you're right, he was, bro. He was the Ice Cube of Motown. Ice okay. Cube before Ice Cube was Ice Cube. Wait, are we supposed to be finding songs? Smokey, ooh, baby. There we go. Ooh, baby, baby. Oh, I put on the new version of it. I don't want to do that. Talking about some copyright. Man, <laughs> don't, let me, don't let me get on and sing on y'all fools. Y'all get copyrighting real quick. Do a cover real quick. That, that way, get around it. <laughs> Hold on, give me one second. They only have like the new version on here for some reason. Maybe I hate when it. streaming I services that do that. Okay. They'll take okay. some like, like oh, it's fine. Still smoky and fast. Yeah. Doing I'm the so shit. glad to be yeah. singing the song with you. He's got this homegirl singing out of winter. Love changes, but it always stays the same. Out here is still looking amazing in his 70s, too, bro. Like, that man don't age. I think he actually just turned 80. That man don't age. It's like Pharrell. My childhood, Ugh. my childhood. 
All right, is it me now? It's you. Man, all right, so we're going to go something old or something new. Something old first. Something old. So we go, if we're going to go old, I'm going to go Mothership Connection. Woo! We were, we, were, we were just talking about this, man, and God bless, God hey. bless every Saturday morning, my dad would walk into the living room and blare that album <laughs> as loud as he could, <laughs> and my mom would get so pissed. <laughs> Why are you doing this at eight o'clock in the morning? Because I gotta clean. <laughs> oh my god! And if we, we want the funk, bro, what do you mean? We want the funk, and that's like that is the that is the staple for that album for me. Is we want the funk. Gotta yeah. have that funk. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And like, it's, I, I was just talking about Flea and mine like two seconds ago. And, you know, Flea has always been vocal about how important George Clinton was to their career. He was like, that motherfucker helped us so much. Dog, George and Clinton. Always recorded with us, took us to Detroit where he was recording at the time. And we just cut mad records with George. George Clinton is <laughs> like, like I said, it's like, like I was just sitting there telling my dad, like we were sitting there listening to a bunch of music riding yesterday when I was dropping him off. And it was just like, he was like, man, you got good taste in music. I was like, I got it from you. What do you mean? <laughs> what the hell do you mean? It's genetic. <laughs> <laughs> like you used to play all this stuff. Heredity. Where do you think I heard this from? <laughs> <laughs> and those of you who don't know, I'm going to give you a little taste of it. Here's a little bit of Mothership Connection, the title track. Mm. Well, all right. Starcha. Citizens uh, uh, of the Universe. Uh, uh, Recording Angels. Uh, we have returned to claim the pyramid. Pawning on the mothership. I am the mothership connection. Like it's usually important to outcast too. Like Jesus. the production like of this group. is just so damn All right. great. Yeah, no, ain't nobody but me, boy. Me and the boys. Ah. Hit it, fellas. I love this. This is why I'm happy Oh my god, like again, my child is. That bass is just like. Put a glide in your stride and a dip in your hip and come on. You ever hear the story about how um, they made the song uh, Maggot Brain? Nah. So, there's like, if you hear the. If you hear the guitar huh. part in Maggot Brain, it's like it sounds like the motherfucker's crying on the guitar. Like it's it so is fucked like, up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know exactly it's where this is about to go. Very insane, right? So like, there's this long, like, um, coveted story about it, and it's that they were all recording that song on LSD. That and, makes sense. Oh, and, yeah, and, 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 that makes sense. And, and George George Clinton told the guitar player that his mother had been in a car accident oh, and that she was no. in the hospital. And they needed to oh, go that's like the worst fly trip out. To, in your they life. needed to go fly out to see her, but you have to lay the guitar part down first before we get the fuck out Holy of here. Holy shit! And it was all bullshit. You were just lying to him. Yeah, yeah whoa! <laughs> that's what no! I'm saying. It gets worse. No! <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> I would, I would have to drop the band immediately. I'm like, yo, sorry, I can't. He did it to get that performance. He out wanted of that him. sound out of the guitar pretty much. I would, so I would look. Did. I would never trust those people ever again in my life. I'm sorry, man. You can't tell me something I like that. <laughs> I mean, he, he can't. He got that. it. It sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> what cost? And it's like, yeah, like, it's 
Now for the rest of my life, I'm like, I can't. George Clinton said the guitar player's mother was in the Yeah. He did that so he would like yeah so you that, yeah you, no yeah no. you can you gotta go on a flight go see her but you gotta lay this part down nah first, and nah, that's nah, why nah, nah, yeah nah, nah. I would never trust those men for the rest of my life I'll look at them in a whole different light like and now nah. he's uh I can't even I think it's Eddie Hazel I think his name was yeah Eddie Hazel that's so messed um, up. He's he's now like in all of the lists of like hundred best guitar parts of all time. Like all right. that song is on every one of them. Something new, <laughs> something new. Yeah, something new, something new. Something new. <laughs> I got um, Common's album that came out last year, Beautiful Revolution. Um, oh my God, dude! Common, shout out Kareem Riggins too. Detroiter I, man, that's been a lot of production on I, that. I I didn't I didn't realize that really Common still made that, music, man. and I was yeah, like, yo. We gotta, I got, I gotta listen to this. And when it was the first song, it was Imagine that came out, and I was like, "Oh, Common has new music. This song is amazing." And it's just like, again, it's just talking about black empowerment. Imagine, mm -hmm. <laughs> imagine we out here doing good. Imagine everything is great. I loved it, and I was like, my my older brother put me on the Common when I was younger, and I was like. Man, the fact that this man's still making music and it's just not out there for people to hear, like they're not listening to it like that. Yeah, go listen to that song. A beautiful Shout revolution. Shout out to uh, Joe Commission, actually. Yeah, from Detroit Rap. Shout we out we got up with them ticks. Commission. We got to see, uh, yeah, we got to see Common live a couple yeah, years. Shout out Uncle P. And, and Uncle P. Yeah, yeah Uncle P. Um, here's one thing that I really appreciate about Common. There's two distinctive acts of Common's career. There's like the before. Like Water for Chocolate era of <laughs> Common, where he was still shit talking a lot, and mm -hmm. and like and Like Water for Chocolate is my favorite Common album, but was it the there's Bajou also effect? this whole second act, and like and more recently within like the last five years, where I love this shit, like the Austin Green shit that he did with um, Robert Glasper and Kareem Riggins, and now how he's like really reconnected with Kareem Riggins as being like the vehicle, like producer, and like you know, I have a, I have a prediction related to Common. What's that? I think in about 15 years, I think that Common will be the equivalent of Morgan Freeman. Ooh. Bro, for hip hop? No, no, just in, general? in terms of the voiceover champion because he real good. He does Come have on, that like, voice. We fight and we go. You and know so, what? You know, this is what we do. And he started off Kid Gutty's first That's not a stretch. He that's not that a stretch at all. No. I mean, these man, people are going like to I continue said, to evolve. Like I said, when I heard, like I said, when I heard this album, I was just like, "Wow, okay, he's still making music. He's making good music." Yeah. Still. No, no <laughs> like, pun intended. Yeah, like wow. Stack <laughs> <Just like> music. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Common's amazing. Um, let's play a little something off the new album. Just a little clip. Imagine. Uh, I would say that's that's the track. <laughs> all right, let's do that. That was his first single. That's what I was like, oh. Mm. Here is that, that one off here. I think it's got, uh, is there one with Black Thought on this one? Yes. Maybe a different album. Uh, but, no. Uh, but I'm going to play this Imagine one. Here's yep. a little bit of Imagine out of Common off his new album, A Beautiful Revolution Part 2. Been dreaming of a paradise Somewhere a little Paris Like where I wanna be Let's travel to the great A lovely place inside my mind Don't you wanna see Yes! 
Imagine layers in a game where we all play. No more stargazing or police car chasing. Imagine life to bring us Lauren Hill type of singers. Even the righteous schemers still let Christ redeem us. Life is greener on this side. The beauty that we see be coming from inside. Imagine if you a god and she a goddess. My people get free, locked up from weed charges. We no longer targets, so bodies on the market. Clean water coming out of Flint faucet. This is awesome, not being petty, but got petty cash. Everything <laughs> on the path we already have. Imagine having a woman like Betty Shabazz, steady with class, ready to blast till the chariots pass. To take me to my new destination, I think of miracles. It's my imagination. Like, dogs, like. Yeah, when, I heard, when I first heard that song, I was like, ah, oh, motivation immediately. <laughs> Motivate. I was like, man, I just need to go out and go help somebody. <laughs> Brighten someone's day. Yep. <laughs> That's magic. what's up, man. It's the vibration. Yeah, I, I like that one a lot. Um, who wants to go next with something new? I'll go next with something new. Okay. What you got, Rod? Uh, shout out to everybody associated with Formula 734. Yeah. I just, real quick, shout out to Dirty Old Man. Shout out to Amplify Fellowship, everybody. Mm. Uh, so this is considered to be the unofficial first single from the new Ooh. album. Ooh. So I felt like I wanted to play that. Um, yep. You know, so I'm not going to play anything old because, you know, I think everything that we've done, um, everything that we've heard up to this point kind of got us here. Um, so I'm just going to honor this in terms of what it is. So I'm playing it through the computer, so I hope it, I hope that it, it goes across well. This song is called Life's Test. Um, it's produced by Say No, 16 years old. Wow. It's Shout out cool. Say No, my Absolutely. boy. Features Is that Say No? My Is that Say No? Boy. Say No. here right now, bro. It features our very own Louis Cipher, our, our you know present company, um, as well as uh, Giovanni, and uh, as well as Anime King. Anime King on the hook. Also another team. Um, and this, I when I heard this joint, it kind of set the tone everything else that we was going to end up doing and I think in mixing the album when I hear the clarity in Louis's voice it is just so the message is so clear so you know I'm, I'm celebrating the two of y'all and thank this, you thank you I appreciate definitely, that um, and this is this song has got to be I'm excited about this up to where we are I mean, up to this point, it's been a song that we've heard associated with this project. So, And it's your music, so you can let the whole damn song play. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's very true. Don't you love that? Yeah. Let's get it. Hustle daily to achieve all of my aspirations. Some people only feel they self. They call them champions. Could be flaunting bezels from all of the cash that I take in. But my people being set free, needing reaffirmation. I'm never lacking patience. Head always on the swivel. My homie moved and lost his son. They dirty how they did him. Revenge be on the temple. But it ain't that simple. Steady losing the folks watching the numbers. Dwindle got me up. Pull up for the fallen family. And pray I'm not caught slipping from all of the people gaming me. Still Police be jamming me Cause of a nigga's afro They probably only mad From they lack of cash flow Won't ever isolate That only complicates it And can't go back to 
slinging bags, so I demonstrate a different way. Just trying to feed the hood, fill up your dinner plate, educate you on the game and how to stack the cake. Gotta go hard just to try to do my best. Gonna take me a few years to turn in my life's test. But I promise once this legend dies and lays down the rest, my actions will be engraved to the open minds. Uh, push my skills to the limit, uh, this new power I can feel it. Uh, it takes time to be great, it's even harder to be a saint. But you're on the right path when you don't have to ask people if you're fake. Stay true to you, leave room hey, Those parties becoming taxing. Casualties on casualties, shit getting tragic. I try to be optimistic rather than pragmatic. But with the optics, it's obvious something bad gon' happen. Blasting equipment, I buy three stacks and big boy. Played the lines back so many times, should've went deep point. Could deter me from learning lessons, they gon' destroy the very essence of my ancestors to leave me void. No matter how many decoys get deployed, I ain't gon' never stop. Babe, my kids with black, so hope to God they don't get whitewashed. Stuck in my own ocean of thoughts trying to reach the dock and get to land but i kill my motor skills just trying to understand the blueprint on how to break out fighting with my own thoughts it's a game of cat and mouse and really i just want to reach the same house ring the bell for the next round because i ain't throwing in a towel oh wow oh wow oh, wow i wouldn't change a single thing about this lifestyle uh-uh baby no way that you could say you want me now i'm in love with me and myself and well three a crowd <laughs> Gotta go hard just to try to do my best Gonna take me a few years to turn in my life's test But I promise once this legend dies and lays down the rest My actions will be engraved to the open minds Push my skills to the limit, uh, this new power I can feel it uh, It takes time to be great, it's even harder to be a saint But you're on the right path when you don't have to ask people If you're fake, stay true to you, leave room to grow too Formula 73 Fours, new project coming at you soon. Oh, man, I I'm love excited. it. So is there a release date for the album yet? <laughs> late, probably late August. Okay. Uh, we're going to say late August. We, I got to I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pick up on some stuff. I got to drop another track. We gotta, I got to meet up with you so we can work on this Absolutely. and engineer this and mix this down. We're going but... to put it out when it's right. right. You know what I'm saying? We felt like it, there, there's, there's probably like one more story that needs to be told. And then we'll put it out, but um, it is coming soon. And okay. shout out AFC for allowing us to perform that in one of the soccer Absolutely. games. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, continued on. You uh, you got something new you want to talk about? No, not really. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that was a part that's, of the... That's fine, I mean. I, uh, I, I, actually, no, I'm going to do something new. Okay, all right. I'm going to do some... Uh, my favorite song right now in the world uh, is by an artist named McGee. Okay. Mm. Spell M- that for me. M K dot. He said M K G E E. I think I've heard of this person. I have. I've seen that name. I just and the <laughs> song. My favorite song right now is called Western. Okay. And yeah, just I don't even have to put a disclaimer. I just love the song, and we can play some of it. But okay. here's a little bit of Western out of McGee. White boy with long flowy hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
front, right. A lot of intricacies and like, shit in there. What was this? Yeah. What was this called? The name of the song is Western. Mk. Mk.gg. Tell me if you don't hear Billy Jean. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, this is my favorite song. That's tight, man. You know what's funny about that is that's not too far off, um, sound sonically from what I have next. Okay. Um, for my something new, this is an artist that I've been heavy into with his band for a while and now he's making solo music and it's just really beautiful and awesome and creative and that'd be steve lacy ah, who's yeah. the guitar player for the internet yep. absolutely um Dope. man he's really really gifted man and he's so young too still like 24 years old like i did not realize that till pulling up his wikipedia page Jesus, like man. for some reason i thought he was closer to my age i don't know why but like also yeah, yeah. No, so like, whenever you yeah. hear soulful music, I always immediately think, all right, you got to be 30 plus to be making music like this. I knew that, like, I knew I was going to like him because when I first got put on to his personality specifically was around the time Mac Miller died, um, the internet and Thundercat sat down and did an interview, I think it was with Zane Lowe on Apple, about Mac Miller. And, you know, they were all discussing their friendship with him. But then after that, they moved on to discuss their own music and stuff. And Steve Lacey was like, he was like, while I got you here, Thundercat, I just need to tell you how important you are to my life and to my creative Max. process and how influential you've been to me. Like, you're the reason why I want to play bass. You're the reason why I want to produce, like, all this shit. So I was like, all right, I like Steve Lacey out of these guys a lot already. I just want to throw it out there. That's also a Mac Miller reference. Again, Again. my stepson. We're, we're, no, we're notoriously like mention Mac Miller on this oh, podcast. Oh, another one on the podcast. Again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we mentioned him almost every day. Again, episode, another sure. artist that my stepson loves, and I'm so happy he loves the Thundercat. I'm just oh, like, oh, Thundercat's so incredible. I've seen Thundercat like, like four times, man. Like, I've seen him twice, and he's, it's just like, Thundercat oh. is the representation of modern day jazz for me, and I love yep, it. For it's real. Like, it's, it's led this whole new movement of people like, uh, Giving a fuck about people like Terrace Martin and Robert Glasper and you know all of them West Coast down. get down motherfuckers right. like amazing. But I'll play you guys a little bit of the Steve Lacey real quick. Um, there's a song on here on his new project called Buttons. Here's a little bit of that for you guys. <laughs> I told you, like, 
that odd future camp was just special. Dude, like, so special, era, man. man. Like, just so many people came out of there. It was really funny. was, yeah. man. Like, odd future, like, put on a... Like, odd future made it so that you could be weird and be black yes. and still yeah, be white. Uh, and it, it was just like, that was the beginning created, of that era. It created a lane for that. Because, I mean, up until then, like, what was it, 2010, you really just had, like... You didn't really have that. You didn't. You, did, you, didn't, you didn't have like that. at no. all. Like I said, that like I said, you could be like it opened up that entire wave where it was just like you could again be weird and still be like, oh well, yeah, no, I like myself. And, and even openness about their queerness too, like hundred yeah, percent, like for black people, black musicians yeah. to be that free with that, I think is incredible, and they probably allowed a lot of people to be free about who they who they are. So, I 100% agree, because you definitely hear that on Steve Lacey's album. He definitely mentions, like, uh, things of, like, bisexual natures yeah. on this album, and I feel like that's becoming more... And that Back to this fucking Kendrick topic. Yeah. On that mother, yeah. mother, mother I Sober, he's talking about, you know, yeah. how, like, all these motherfuckers are just trying to hide them their real Monty selves because they're afraid now. of... Yeah. Being themselves yeah. out in public. I and mean, shit, yeah, so. I think I think one of the best modern day examples of an artist who is like just is themselves is definitely one of the most popular artists in the world right now, Lil Uzi Vert. A hundred percent. I mean, even yeah. now, uh, he I I believe he just changed for sure on his socials. He changed his pro pronouns to just they, they them. them. Yeah, man. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, like you said, our future definitely, I think, helped with that. And especially, you said black artists, but I want to specialize black men. Yes. Especially, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. No, I agree with that statement for sure. Um, there's a lot, you see that a lot more um, becoming a, a popular. For me, I think one of the earliest examples where I was just like, I do not give a shit what this person does because the music is so bomb is Frank Ocean. Like yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah, I don't dog, give a fuck. Man. Like these are the best albums I ever heard in my life. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to this shit. I don't care who he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean timeless too. You can do whatever man. you timeless. want to do. I love whatever you want to do. <laughs> like and I then, I mean when we were talking about uh Isaiah. think about well I was going to talk about like keeping on Frank Ocean for oh, a second. For sure. We're talking about thinking about you. Like that song was recorded like four years before it actually came out. Right. Yeah. Which that's, that's yeah. that blows my mind. Like you know, that's how nuanced music is nowadays. It's just like you know, back in the day where it was just like I can't release something like this because people are gonna look at me a certain way and just like I can't do that. Whereas now it's just like you know, you got full reins and people are supporting yeah. that now. And I, yeah. that's something I appreciate about the music industry right now and like what people are doing. Whereas also. But at the same time, people trying to take advantage of that don't like. Oh, that. there's also that for sure. <laughs> there's definitely also that. But man, it's yeah, I agree, man. And then we, him and I had had like a long conversation on the podcast a few weeks ago about um, you know how traumatized Isaiah Rashad was from people leaking Ooh, his sex tape, yeah. and like and and you what know, that really had a big effect on him. And it's not that he was um, embarrassed about who he was; it was just like to get to out of like that, that way, you know, publicly. Like, like that's messed that's up. That's the one man. thing about like being in a spot like that, that like that when like your personal life just comes to like like the blogs pick it up and everything. Yeah. Like that's just a whole different level of. Just, that's like, what I keep saying, yeah. man. I would never want to be famous, man. Like I would love to be able to make like fifty k to hundred k year off music yeah. that's it yeah. i don't need to be yeah. famous i don't need people up in my business like that's why that, like man. people like we mention him every episode too people like tech nine for instance who like <laughs> yeah who or like, even black just, thought like, like i would love to have black thoughts career arc like you know what i'm saying like 
people know who he is because he's on TV now. So, mm-hmm. so that's a, a little different. But he could probably still walk around the streets could. and be I okay. Think he could. Yeah. <laughs> I was that not yeah. getting noticed? Yeah. Like, dog, yeah. I was sitting there and I was like, I went out with my girl of what Friday, and we had to go do some shopping, go grocery shopping and stuff. And literally, it was just like I got picked up. Like I, I saw TJ, the other TJ, up at one of the stores. But like four other people saw me while we was out shopping. It's like, yo, what's up, TJ? And I'm just like, yeah, what's up? My girl was like, I can't take you nowhere, right? And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> you know what? I just realized something. You know how happy I am to see Chameleonaire making music again? By the way. Oh my god, wait, 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 what? Yeah, so, so <laughs> both both of them t- smoke. They all killed it, but like Chameleon's versus insane. Two Chains versus insane. Like I'm I not gonna so lie, happy. I'm not gonna lie. I was the very disappointed. Messiah two Chains when I saw him back. that movement. I saw Two Chains that movement. Man, too, I was yeah. very disappointed about that. His set. He no. sat there and had the crowd rap his music, and I was like, yeah. Sir, no, because I was like. I, I sat there and I watched the hip hop artists go on before that, and I was like, they all killed it. Nisha, Nisha, shout out Nisha, 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 shout out Nisha, dope, Nisha, Nisha She murdered movement Nisha this Lanny. year. Nisha Nisha was dope. She and I swear, killed it. And I swear, Bezel killed it too. It, By the way, I love I swear Bezel's visual in the background. Dog, yeah, like the right. good lady. <laughs> <laughs> like that in the background. <laughs> it was great. And then two, I was hyped for two chances. He just came on. It was like, no, nah, I'm gonna have the crowd rap my music for me. I'm gonna just sit up here, you know, let my backtracks pay. And I was like, dog. I hate the backtrack rap shit. You can't. I, you can't I don't, it's nuts, the laziest man. thing in the world to rapping over Dog. your vocals in a live oh. show. Like it's just like I, certain certain people I get it with. If like you're doing like dancing and stuff like that with it, I get that. No, but if you're just like going on, but, no, two chains, no, two chains. There's no example. There's no excuse for that. <laughs> he walked back and forth in the crowd, just hell oh, yeah. Yeah, hold on. Since we're since we're talking about. Him and I think I have my phone connected oh to Oh my god. Just I gotta hear this to, though. You said Toby so, Nguyen, Two Chains, and, and Chameleon Air. This, this, one's, on. this one's even different, but this is Toby's new track that he just posted a snippet from. Just listen to how crazy this opening verse is from this shit. If you hear the gun go click click, then you're dead. My plan is to have a buy six kids. Get my girl thick as biscuits from little Mrs. Dead. Also, make a whole lot of dope, but still remain when we floating in Kamals. My little homie see my matrimony, say he won't want, but got so many hoes. No, he don't really know that if he free the pictures, he be living where, but in weak conditions, he been reaching out. He in another position for him, wishing that he listen, but it's hard to pay attention when you are the hoes. Buddy in the club, all religious, he get vicious when it come to getting digits. He gon' holler at the thickers, make him feel like he the richest. If love baby is a victim, I like to know like you can lift this, but she go home. I love the fact that he brings his wife in, too, like fat. My old girl Amber, my like old girl Amber play, put yeah. me on oh, him. Like, I was just like, bro, God, like this man is wild with what he does with his music. Like, Toby. Everything, I, everything Toby represents to me is just so genuine and dope to me. Like, hey, can can the camera see this phone right here? This phone? <laughs> yeah. hey, pa- pass this up. This, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like Toby, Toby. Pa- pass this up to the front camera so they can see this. This is this, this that, that text message. That text message is from my mom. Oh, you just got hip. July, July fifth. My mom texts me like, Giovanni, you gotta hear this new artist. Oh my god, I love him so much. I was, I was like, man, I'm not, I'm not checking this out. I'm like, Toby. I'm like, oh, Toby is the. Oh, he that dude, bro. Okay, okay, okay. So, she sent me this exact. Okay, yeah. so okay. One, 
the one the one that really put me on to him where I was like, okay, now I'm paying attention was the track that he dropped with Royce the Five Nine and Black Thought. Oh yeah, it was amazing. That God. song was so yeah. fucking Royce's verse on that shit was so blacked out, like Oh my God! I can't fucking shout out. Like, oh, I gotta listen shout to out, show. Amber. Thank you for putting me on, Toby. I appreciate you. God <laughs> bless. Oh my God! Like, I gotta stop sleeping. <laughs> yeah, God. he's phenomenal. Toby is so damn good. Ugh. And he always like taps into like uh, not only Houston natives, but like people that are making waves in like interesting fields. Like he doesn't just go for like the trendy rapper. He goes for like. Like he'll put, you know, two chains and chameleon air on a song. That's what I said. Or he put Paul Wall on a song what? a couple years ago. It's what? Like, like God, and then a lot of people say like oh Chameleon well, Chameleon invested in like what, a tech company? Oh yeah, he's a big yeah, I mean, all, yeah. all old hip hop artists do that yeah, like they did they got their money and they invested it. Like like look at um uh Akon. Like Akon sat down with a like, city. Dog. He got exactly <laughs> he he got a, a whole city in Africa that he is just running, like, you know. Doing what he's going to do with his investment. Yeah. He was like, I made what I needed out of music. Now I'm going to take this money instead of letting them milk me for what I need and just invest in what I want to do. And I respect artists that do that. Like, you know, a lot of these artists that come out nowadays are just like, you know, they they don't know about investing your money, looking at what you're going to do for the longevity you of know, what you're going to get. You know why that is, TJ? It's because we're, we're, nobody's taught to. Yeah. Nobody's taught to. We you only see the face value of things. Nobody really tells you about investing until you get already in it. Man, and that's a cycle as well. Well, anyways, fellas, we definitely got to yeah. sit down for a part two of this episode. I'm Absolutely. getting the, the time that it's time to wrap it up. But I'm not before even we like... do wrap. I want everyone to go around the circle and um, and tell people what your social media is and whatever you wanted to promote that's coming out for you. My something new was Joey Badass 2000. By the way, I'm not oh, going to talk. We, I'll talk about it. I'll that. talk about it later. It was a great album. We'll do but that yeah, let's do it. We'll do social media. Uh, let's go. <laughs> uh, my name's Louis Cipher. TJ Greggs. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, MC Louis Cipher. Uh, L e w s e i f e r. You know, catch me on doing. Uh, come out to seven three four Saturdays every second Saturday of the month at Ziggy's. Again, shout out to Ziggy's Joe shout Dave. Dave and Joe. You know, word up. Uh, Rob Wallace, aka King the Conqueror, Monster of the Multiverse. <laughs> uh, Instagram, where is Wallace? Rob Wallace everywhere else. Well, where is Wallace and Rob Wallace everywhere? Uh, shout out to Amplify-Fellowship.com, uh, where we support artists in Washington County and provide them with recording and production support in exchange for service to the community. Shouts out to EMU, shouts out to EMU Upper Bound, and shouts out to Formula 734. Hey. I'll go. We'll, we'll save, the, <laughs> save the youngin' save the youngin' for last. The best for last. <laughs> uh, Jamal Bufford, uh, two L's, two F's uh, on all social media. Um. Yeah, shout out uh, Washington, my brother's keeper. Shout out Formula Seven Three Four. Shout out Athletic Mike League. Shout out the Black Opera. Uh, you hey. check check all my other musical endeavors out. Um, MikeLeagueKings dot com, theblackopera dot com. Uh, yeah, that's it. Instagram handle Isaac GV Mac. I'm Giovanni. 
Shout out, it's Formula 734. We got the project coming out whenever he decides to put it out, Rod. Yeah. That sounds that sound like a shot, I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Shout out to, uh, shout out to punching them from TDE. It'll be out when it's supposed to be. I'm gonna send this beat. You just gotta, you just gotta mix it down. That's all it is. We can listen to it before we Shoot, yeah. Hey, you wanna, you wanna check it out? I mean, I, I don't know how to hook up my stuff, but you know, we could, we could throw it on. Like, I got, I got a beat right back, here. Shoot, <laughs> what you mean? And then, obviously, shout out Rick and Eric from Grove and this beautiful studio yeah, that we're yeah, in right man. now. Shout out yeah. Grove, Grove Studios. Uh, shout out our sponsors, Arctic Circle Arctic Brewing Circle Co. Brewing Company, Devin, Devin and, and Eric. Eric. Yep. Um, and our Eric sitting next to us, our engineer. Backbone um, of the pod. Backbone of the pod. We will see you guys next week. This has been a very fun episode for me. Shout out to all the creatives out there in the Metro Detroit area.